As somebody once famously said, I may not be a smart man, but I know. But it could be worse. Right? That's what people say. It could be worse. Dumb fuck. Dumb fuck. Dumb fuck. Dumb fuck. Dumb fuck. Dumb fuck. Do you feel it? Does it feel familiar? It kind of starts to turn intense and clench and heat and... Yeah. There's a lot of that right now. Welcome to Dumb Fucked. Could be worse. This is where we are, where somebody says, This is orange. And I'm like, that is orange. But other people are like, that's not orange. And other people are like, that's blue. And other people are like, I don't know what that is, but I think that guy's right about it. And then other people are like, fuck. Dumb fucked. But it could be worse. I mean... There could be more of these conversation cheerleaders out there. They're those people that like to talk when they're supposed to be listening, and they're trying to like give you the idea that they are listening because they're just going like, "Oh, mm-hmm, uh huh, <gasps> yeah, uh huh, oh, okay, yeah." So we all know these people, and maybe you are one of these people, and. I'm going to pray for you. Yeah, you know that I don't do that. I'm actually going to do nothing for you. Because you're the type of person that's a prayer warrior. And that's your belief. And I have to listen to you say things like that. And I have to listen to you be a conversation cheerleader. And for me and my beliefs, me doing nothing for you is actually a really wonderful thing. I wish people actually told me that because one, it would show their awareness and two, it would show their honesty. And I don't get very much of either of those things anymore. And those would mean a whole hell of a lot more to me than you telling me you're going to pray for me. Because I just hear that I'm going to do nothing for you when you say that to me. I know, I understand the intent, and it could be worse. I remember one of the first things when I learned that it could be worse was back around the time when I was losing my baby teeth. And, you know, it kind of hurt, but it was exciting because, you know, if you lost a tooth, you could put it under your pillow and you could get some money. And it was also exciting because when you lose your baby teeth, your big adult teeth grow in. So I was really excited that I was going to lose my baby dick. If I hadn't, could be worse. Could have a dick that's too big. Shit. But what could be worse than that? The Smurfs movie 
might be. Yeah, I fucked up. Even with my bad taste and enjoying my bad taste, I watched that movie and it it was it was too much worse than I thought it could be. I got smurfed by this smurfin movie and it wasn't until the end that I figured out how you're supposed to watch these movies. You just imagine that all the horrible shitty CGI stuff actually isn't even there because it's not. So you just watch the movie for what it really is and it's so much more fun when you start doing it that way and it almost makes it redeemable when you watch fucking Neil Patrick Harris twirl around with too much cheesy enthusiasm and fucking whatever he's doing in that movie just by himself cupping his hands and staring at rocks but it could be worse and I knew that it could and I I saw the Smurfs too was also on there and I was like oh god even the picture looked worse and I was anticipating it would be and maybe it was that mindset that actually made it good because it was I'm almost ashamed to admit that but it somehow was and I'm still trying to figure out how I got dumbfucked or smurfed into thinking that but I was significantly more aware it had more of my attention and I was definitely more invested in it and I found myself enjoying it, even, at times. So I don't know how the Smurfs, of all things, managed to somehow break the bad sequel streak. Because most sequels are shit. Not all of them, but most of them typically are. And somehow the Smurfs managed to make a better sequel than the original. And that wasn't even with using my newfound technique. But when it comes to sequels, there are some that just really shouldn't happen. And apparently, there's going to be a sequel to The Passion of the Christ. Yeah. I've been trying to process this, and I just keep picturing Mel, like laying around, watching the passion, and when it gets to the end, him being, like, disappointed, like, oh, that wasn't enough. Even though it's just, like, two hours straight of just Jesus suffering as his skin is being ripped apart and bloody and just the worst shit you've probably ever seen in a movie up until that point. Maybe there's been worse since... And for some reason, even with his whole anti-Semitic thing that happened, Mel Gibson thinks that there should be a sequel. He needs more. More Jesus suffering. Or whatever the sequel is. I'm not too familiar with the Bible, so... I can't tell you what the story's gonna be about, but I don't expect good things. Could it still be worse? You betcha. It sure can, and it's going to be. I could be Jesus. In the movie, and back in the day. Same Albert attitude, ideas, and opinions, but 
in the life of Jesus, having to do all the things Jesus did. I would have killed the carpentry, and I definitely would have done Mary and the whole thing with the fish and drinking my blood, but when it came to dying for everybody's sins, that ain't happening. I'll pray for you. But could be worse. I could just be the absolute worst sinner ever. I mean, I think Jesus really wasted that opportunity. Since he had to die for everybody's sins, that would have to include his own, right? He should have been the ultimate sinner. He should have, like, made everyone aware. Like, if, he could have taken it to the point where nobody would even sin after that if he really did it right, I think. But, I mean, I wasn't in that position, so I guess I can't really say. That's orange. What could be worse than that? Well, I think, and my friends also think, that I'd be a good Hitler. And yeah, I think I probably would have been good at what he actually did. But I mean in the sense where if he hadn't done all that stuff that he did and he'd actually been good, like he probably kind of would have been like me. Which is not to say that I'm anything like him, but... Just the aesthetic and a certain, I guess, fiery animated passion, if you will. And if you keep following this could-be-worse trail, it's gotta bottom out eventually at some point. And I thought I almost got there with this one. But I think even after this, there's still something that could be worse. But I could have a button that kills babies. That's just a button that I push, and it kills babies. Just an indefinite amount. I push the button, and at least two, and as many as 12,000 die every time I push this button. And of course, me being me, and wanting to explore just how badly things could be, I'd be pushing the button constantly, and I would want as many buttons as I possibly could have. I would even get, like, an app for my phone if I could. But it could be worse. And for me, my ultimate rock bottom that I know I can depend on if I really just need to level out and get to a point where I can only go up is Applebee's. If you get drunk at Applebee's, Nothing could be worse. But you know, it doesn't all just have to be could be worse. It could be better. Or it could just be. It could be just that. Or it could be a lot of things. I think it's almost infinite possibilities of what things could be. I mean, I don't think we've experienced everything that could be just yet. And for the sake of balance, I think we should explore together some things that could be good. Like, people could be good. Or they could at least be better than what they are. And as much as I want to preach about that and constantly remind people that they just could be better, I had a happy experience. I finally finished a show that... I really liked before this, 
And now that I've finished it, it's become one of my all-time favorite show endings ever. Because they just nailed it. It was perfect. And it all made sense, and it all tied together. And there was so much time. I don't know if I've ever seen a show that had that much time, and there was something very comforting about that idea, and that being incorporated into the show. But this show is called The Good Place, and I'm so jealous that it already happened, and I didn't get to think of it or be a part of it, because it teaches philosophy, but it's also just a great show. It's got great characters, and it's got great actors that play it. It made me like Ted Danson, for fuck's sake. And it teaches philosophy, but it does it in a really light, fun way with a good story. But I think more than anything, the thing that really made me like it so much and the reason I decided to talk about it and I want to share it with who's ever listening is that it really nailed some big, important ideas and relevant things to life that I have never seen or heard anybody else say. And they did so perfectly. They packed these powerful ideas into a nice, lighthearted, enjoyable, fun, nice-to-watch kind of thing. And they taught people. They made people better. There were so many moments where I was just like, fuck, I'm glad somebody else sees that, that they're aware of that, that they know that that is happening. Like when they talked about just how fucking messed up and hard it is to be a good person now. And then later on, they talked about how you don't have to be a good person. You just have to try to be better tomorrow than you were today, just even if it's a little bit. And I love that. Because that's something that took me a long time to realize, to pull out of my big-picture, immersive desires And to just start focusing on as many of the little things as I could. And I've gotten to a point where I think in a lot of ways I'm a lot better than I have been. Because I'm doing so many little things that I haven't done before. And I'm consistently able to do them because I've finally broken it down to that point where I just got to keep doing all these little things. One of the most recent, one of the most simple ones I've done is I finally got some good fucking light bulbs. That's it, just light bulbs. And now in my room, not only does it look better, but I feel better emotionally, physically, and mentally just because I changed my light bulbs. I thought about this for months because when my friends told me about this and in finally doing it, I satisfied that, that I had done something that somebody else recommended that they thought would be a good thing for me to do but also that it had this effect on me. And I started flossing, finally. So now the next time I go to the dentist, my dentist says the kind of shit that he says when he finally asks me, do you floss, as he's wrapping the fucking cord around his fingers before he savagely assaults my gums, I can look him in the eye and say, yeah. And 
it'll be true, and it won't hurt my gums as much because I will have actually been flossing. And maybe that doesn't seem like much to you, but if you knew how I am and all the shit wrong with me and all the stuff that I just don't do and all the stuff that I want to do, this is big stuff for me, even though it's little stuff. And it's good for me. It's helping to make me a little better every day, every instant. And that's one of the things that I'm aiming for with this is that both myself and whoever is listening has something extra for investing that time and that attention in it. You learn a new word, dumb fucked, or you learn that, you know, orange isn't orange anymore or that other people just don't think orange is orange. Or you learn that all you got to do is just try to be a little bit better tomorrow. And instead, we still have all these people that are watching the debate and pretending like politics can do something like that. Can you show me on a doll where the freedom is. The small boy points to the mouth. And the man puts a mask over the mouth and says, No, that's not where freedom is. And the boy sits and stares for a moment and moves his finger down to the heart. And the man puts a pin through the heart and says, No, that's not where freedom is. And so the boy stares a little bit longer this time. And then kind of smiles, flips over the doll and laughs as he points to the butt. And the man takes a second and says that a person can certainly lose freedom through that area. But that's not where freedom comes from. And after 15 minutes of silence and pointing, the boy won't even point anymore. And the man sets the doll on fire. The orange flames eventually decrease in size and diminish. A pile of ash remains. The man bends down, and the kid drops dead because Albert pushed his kill babies button. And then he pushes it again, kills babies, pushes it again, kills babies, pushes it again, kills babies. Dude... It wasn't enough with the other stuff. Now you gotta kill babies? You're really, you're, you're just killing babies. Really? Hopefully everybody knows that I'm not actually killing any babies. There's no button, and that's not something I do or aspire to do, even. Another surprise for 
some people possibly is that I actually don't like killing ever despite the things that I say. And I have said on this podcast, you can go back and listen to the episode where I said that I do like killing in the right context, but I really don't support it as much as I might fantasize and talk about it and use it to release some of my hate. It's not something I support, and I really make an effort not to do it. I will kill Black Widows and Scorpions because they're dangerous, but other than that, I try not to even kill insects. Oh boy, look at this. Mr. I am Jesus, I am Hitler, I'm killing babies is going to be better than me now? Well, I think I'm better than most people regardless, and I really don't want to be. I'm really cheering for other people to be better than me. I think people should be smarter than me. I think people should be a lot of other things more than me, and I'm hoping for them to be. And I'm actually trying to get people to be that way when I can and I have the opportunity to. Don't discard me. I keep thinking about that. I think it's in Elton John's Rocket Man. He says discard me really weird. But, like, don't discard me. Because despite all the terrible things I might say, I think things that are way fucking worse. And I don't share that with people. And even the stuff that I do let come out of my mouth, I've, like, filtered multiple times... So that it's, like, kind of okay to say to people, or at least it's, like, fun to hear, or creates some kind of something that could possibly be beneficial for me or you in some way or form. Because all men are not created equal, and that's the point. That's how nature works. It's just chaotic and random, and, like, the more differences we have amongst us the better chances for survival and all this shit. And I happen to be one of the people that has to create balance in our society by exploring this arena of existence because there aren't a lot of people in this area. And without it, then the other equal opposite good part of it doesn't exist either. We just have a gray spectrum that intersects somewhere on our colorful wheel of life so despite me being better than a lot of people i'm also a lot worse than a lot of people but i think the important thing to remember is that i still try and while saying that my hand accidentally slipped and i hit the kill babies button again And I feel like that one was probably a lot of babies. So the iceberg picking up speed that I'm trying to navigate toward into the Titanic of an example that I'm trying to get with this twisted up rambly ass, incoherent, inconsistent, jumbly, finger pointy, dividing, shit casting, throwing, blasting, shade. Thing that I'm trying to make a point of is... I'm trying not to hope that Mr. Look at Me dies. I didn't want to bring it up, and I know that I've talked a lot of shit about him. I know that I 
really genuinely despise him and think that he's just a complete shit stain of a human being. But more importantly than that is that I really don't believe in justifying killing sometimes when I think it's okay and I like it and it suits my schedule because that's the kind of thing that most of the time I'm saying isn't right. That's the same type of thinking that killers use, serial killers, mass murderers, all the... Times on the news when you've heard people say, I don't know why anyone would do this. It's because so many people endorse killing in other regards. They endorse killing insects, just senselessly taking the life there. They endorse killing fucking the enemy, whatever that may be. They endorse, like, Osama bin Laden. When we finally caught and killed him, people were celebrating in the street. They had, like, signs and stuff. Like, yeah, I get why people had that animosity toward him. But it doesn't erase the fact that you're celebrating killing. And I get it. I get that we're all jumbled up in these days. And it's really fucking hard to get shit right. I get it. I'm constantly striving to get down to the fucking... To reduce everything as much as I can until I get to the point where it's actually the pure thing. And that's why I feel confident and comfortable and saying things like free hate because I've gotten down to hate because I was born with hate in my heart and I have lived with it every single day of my life. It drives me and I understand it incredibly well. And hate is not wanting Trump to die. Hate is not doing or thinking any ugly thing like that. Hate is a very, very strong energy. And it is on the opposite side of love. But what hate is, is everything that comes before all that other shit. All the other shit is just ugly stuff people do because they don't understand their hate. But hate, pure and in itself, is energy. That's it. It's a strong, dark energy. And it feeds these concepts, such as killing and many other things. And people misunderstand it and use it in negative ways. And that's why I want to free hate. That's why I want to start that movement. And that's why I want to talk about it is because despite all the other things that I feel that I'm good at and that I understand well, I feel like this is one that I really have an extra edge on. I have a lot of extra insight and analysis that I've put into it, and I feel like I have a lot of understanding of it both in myself and in what I've identified with it in other people. There are people in my life that have a lot of hate inside of them and they don't realize it and I see how it can just like destroy a fucking human being. And I'm not being dramatic in that. I've literally seen it destroy a human being from the inside out. Just like rotting the brain and turning any emotional capacity into just passive aggressive self 
loathing, and abuse. And there's still so much more to it, and I hope that in slowly familiarizing people to it and slowly expanding on it and slowly showing you like the different expressions and applications of what hate can be and actually is, that at least some people kind of start to understand it at least a little bit better than it has been because I've seen a lot of people, like even the ones that think that they're like doing good and like speaking against like the bad stuff, they say like, oh, it's hate, it's hate. And they just like use it as like this crutch of like, I don't understand that bad stuff that's happening. And that's why people like me are good because we think about this stuff and it doesn't hurt us or upset us. And we're able to go in and find the silver linings and find the energy and find how it can be a good thing so that people that actually have kind hearts that are gentle and really actually nice can be that way. They don't have to know the hurt and the suffering of this stuff and don't have to experience it. They can understand it through another person's experience and from that person's experience being expressed accurately. And I think art is important in being able to do that sort of thing. And I think philosophy is important in being able to do that sort of thing. So if you're thinking about watching The Good Place, if you are the type of person that likes to research and follow up with the things that I say or hear other people talk about when they're inspired by something, at the very least, you're going to learn some philosophy from that show. And at the very most, it's going to move you mentally, emotionally. You might even want to be a better person or you might just try to be a little bit better tomorrow than you were today. You're never going to get the No one is ever going to get any little bit, piece, anything even remotely close to that from politics. You're not going to get anything from politics, no matter how much you think you've researched and know and all this stuff. You don't, and you never are going to. And you really shouldn't even want to. But politics is just like the complete opposite of what I want in my life. And despite how much I may be annoyed and bothered by the people that talk when they're supposed to listen, or the people that are overly religious, or feel the need to talk to people that aren't about being religious, or even people that watch sports, at least people get some entertainment and happiness out of that. At least they get some of those good bits of being a person from those activities. And nothing like that ever comes from politics. And I have so many people from so many angles that I have just directly told, I do not care. I do not want to hear about politics 
and they still are just like flapping their ugly ball sack opinions about it in my face and talking about it like they fucking know things or like it's gonna make a change or any of this shit. Look, vote. You can vote. I vote. I will be voting because voting's fun and because I like to let whoever is actually running things know that I do still care and that's about all I can do with the position that I'm in and all anyone that ever talks to me about politics can do with the position they're in is just vote and it's not going to do anything. It's the message. It's the intention. And getting caught up in the spider web just makes you sticky. But it could be worse. Even if I went to Applebee's and got drunk, it could still be worse than that. And I had a good week off. Had some good ideas. And now I'm back to share them with you. So I hope you guys had a nice week, too, and looking forward to exploring things again. And how much worse things could be.